0: You are not saved by what you feel. You cannot base your victory on how you feel. You cannot base your breakthrough on how you feel or how you don't feel. You are an emotional creature. We are emotional beings. We have emotions. We have personalities. Every personality is a bit different. There are certain profiles of personalities and you may be like somebody else but you are unique you're the only one with your fingerprint on the planet with billions of people how many almost eight billion now something like that nobody out of eight billion has the same fingerprint or thumbprint that you have and you are emotional now you may be tough but you are emotional i hear people say well i'm i'm not i'm tough Where's that hammer? Bring your thumb right here. And I will evoke some emotion in you. Because you are emotional. We have emotion. We are people of emotion. We are creatures of emotion. Little boys are taught to suck it up and toughen it up. And don't cry. I don't know who ever said that. There's more room on the outside than there is on the inside. I'm a man. I'm a man's man. I'm about as tough as... They're going to be. But I cry. It's okay to cry. You need to cry over the right things. Some people cry over silly stuff. But we are emotional. So you are saved by the Word of God. You're not saved by your emotions. You're not saved by how you feel. So you don't get victory based on how you feel. Sometimes we want to feel something. And that's human nature, and that's okay. We, we like the feeling, but it's not about the feeling. It's about what we know from this book. So I want to talk about, as we, as we come to the end of the year, we're almost there, and we're about to cross the threshold into a new year, a new season. His mercies are new every morning. He gives us a new week every week. We have a new minute every minute. Sometimes you have to break your life down into minutes and make it one minute at a time or one day at a time or one hour at a time or one week at a time or one month or one year. But you can do anything for an hour. You can, you can endure anything for one minute, for two minutes. So you break it down into bite-sized pieces. I'm telling somebody something right now. You break it down into bite-sized pieces when you are in a storm, when you are in a trial, when you are in trouble and get through it in small increments. Does that make sense? And in just a few moments, I'm going to give you, before you leave today, I'm going to give you some declarations. And on the back of that, there will be a blank page for your own declarations, for your family, for your life, for whatever you need to declare for a new year. We have these meet me at the altar Books we've been using for several weeks before service, and they are full of declarations that will help you. Declarations over your health and over your family, over abundant living, over finances, over your marriage, your children, over this church. You can declare for your leaders, and there's a whole list of things in scriptures for you to use if you don't have one of those, you need to get one of those. But we're going to give you one specific for the new year as you leave today. And we're going to declare before we leave because there is power in your declaration. There is power in your word. Your life follows your words. You didn't hear me. Your life follows your words. What you say is what you get. So let's reflect for just a moment. Proverbs 29, 19 says, As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. When you look in the water, you see an image. You see a reflection. You see your face. But your life reflects what is in your heart. So people can read your heart by watching your life whether you want to like it or not or believe it or not. People can look at you. They can watch your life. And they can tell what is in your heart. So as we reflect, we take a moment and we look back, not just at 2022, but we look back at the last 33 months because the last 33 months have been different for the world. Many things have changed. How many would agree that with that? Many things have changed. We've been required to evaluate where we stand. A division, a separation was forced on the planet. Agendas came forth. And we watched the weapon of fear be deployed and intensify. You don't need to be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, the Bible says. But what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Let's quote it again. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's what God has given you, not fear. When COVID broke out in one of our first services uh, after that, when they told us to shut down, and we kind of did, but we kind of didn't, We had three or four services in here on Sunday, and we streamed those, and whoever showed up, showed up, and some of you did. And then we did two parking lot services, and many of you showed up. And then we came back in here. Six weeks, we came back. And and I vow to you, we we will never close again. If I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have closed at all. We didn't really close. We kind of did and kind of didn't, as I said. But we will not do that again but one of those Sundays we were about to have a service in the parking lot and the Lord gave me a revelation 21 8 and I'd read that verse all my life I knew that verse it was not a new verse and I looked at it and in that verse there is a list of blue ribbon sins adulterers fornications witchcraft I mean there's a whole liars there's a whole list of big sins what we would call big sins in the very beginning of that verse, and it says, and the fearful and the unbelieving. It puts people that are afraid in the same category with people that don't believe. I mean, right out of the gate, the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the sorcerers and the idolaters A whole list. And then it says, and all liars. All y'all that tell little lies and don't think nothing of it, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Revelation 21, eight. write it down. But it starts out and said, the fearful. So if you are afraid, he puts you in the same category with all these blue ribbon sinners and says you'll have your part in hell. Now, we don't think that being afraid is a sin, but it sounds like it is. And then 365 times in the Bible, God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So I'm telling you today, don't be afraid. We have had to evaluate where we stand. We have watched the weapon of fear be deployed and intensify. And we realize that we are in a war, whether you like it or not, we are in a war. We are in the largest spiritual war. It, is, it has come to a head. And, and Dr. Shirley shared with us last week and, and in the classes at school this week, she and her class and I shared in my class, but in September of this year, 2022, in September, Jewish rabbis announced that they have been meeting with the Messiah and that pretty soon he will reveal himself. That Messiah they're talking about is not Jesus. He's the Antichrist, the false Christ that they've been looking for for 2,000 years. They said that they've already been meeting with him, and he's about to reveal himself. Don't tell me we're not in a war. Don't tell me business is not about to pick up. Don't tell me we haven't been running through the test, and they were seeing how far they could push us. Come on, somebody. So we have to reflect on where we've been for the last 33 months, and then we have to renew. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 says it, or verse 16 16 says it like this. I love this scripture. It said, with all of these things that we're going through, that we've evaluated, that we've seen, he says, we do not lose heart. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Look back and say, sit steady in the boat. Look back and say, be faithful. Look back and say, trust God. He said, we do not lose heart. Settle down. Calm down. Rita says it like this. Breathe. Breathing is not overrated. You need to breathe. You can go a while without food. You can go a while without water. But you can't go long without breathing. So he said, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing. Look at, you, look at your neighbor and say, you are dying. We are. We are dying. Every moment, cells are dying. They are regenerating. We get new ones, but the new ones look a little older than the other ones. When you look in the mirror and you look back at a picture 10 years ago, the cellular structure of your face has changed. So your outward man, he said, is perishing. However, yet, but, your inward man, look at your neighbor and say, the real you. you. Your inward man is being renewed day by day by day by day by day. Your inward man is being renewed. I love this next part. For our light affliction. Look at your neighbor and say, what you're going through, it really ain't nothing. See, we think that our storms are so bad, we tell people, well, I'm going through hell. It's a light affliction. It's light I know you think it's tough. I know you've you've struggled with it. You've battled. You've prayed. You've cried. You've called everybody. You've been to every prayer line, every church, every revival trying to get a breakthrough. It ain't nothing. I'm sorry. The Bible says your light affliction, whatever your affliction is, it's light. It's a little thing. It's a teeny-weeny, itsy-bitsy, little-bitty affliction. It ain't nothing. That's what the Bible says. And then He says... It's only for a moment. It's temporary. It's fleeting. It's passing. It's not going to last. Storms don't last forever. There is blue sky, clear sky, smooth sailing ahead. So your light affliction, it's just for a moment. And you're going to love this part. And your light affliction, which is only for a moment, it is working for you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to make you better. You've heard it said, what doesn't kill me makes me better. Well, your light affliction, which is only for a moment, it's temporary, it does not last, it is working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Let me translate. Your storm, which is temporary, which is fleeting, it's only going to last a moment. It is working for your benefit. It is helping you. Your storm is helping you be a better woman of God or man of God. Your storm is helping you to get stronger. Your storm is helping you to pray more, to fast more, to press through, to learn that you have grown up, that you got on your big boy clothes. And it gives God the glory. God gets glory out of your story. So as we understand and we comprehend all of that, then he says, while we do not look at things which are seen. Put that in capital letters just for you. Because some of y'all do look at things which are seen. But the Bible is telling us right here, quit looking at what you see. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes off your storm. Get your eyes off the battle. Get your eyes off the trouble. Get your your eyes off of what you are afraid of. Quit looking at what you see, at things which are seen and look at the things which are not seen. Look at the word of God. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look at the angels he has placed around you. Look at the vision that he has given you to overcome look at those things quit looking at what you can see that is circumstantial and look into the spirit realm which are not seen for the things which are seen which you're looking at you're not supposed to be they are temporary but the things which are not seen those things are eternal that's what lasts So let me translate. What you see in the spirit realm is what you get. Before we ever had this building, before it ever belonged to us, before we ever had a service in here, I saw it. I declared it. I would come over here and sit in the parking lot and have lunch and thank God for the jumbo sports building. If I didn't have time to stop, I'd ride by on the highway and I'd stretch my hand out as I went by. And I said, Lord, I thank you for that building. I thank you for the jumbo sports building. I thank you that it belongs to us. I was declaring in decreeing, And I started telling the church the first few weeks of our existence, when you have a lunch break, go over there and sit in the parking lot and thank the Lord for the building. And if you see any trash on the ground, pick it up. Start acting like it's ours. Start treating it like it's our. Building, Start seeing what you don't see. Before we ever had it, I went to a restaurant one Thursday night after our Thursday night service. And they had paper tablecloths and they gave crayons to the kids. And I took the crayon and I wrote out, I drew out this building and I drew out the sanctuary. I drew it out as if I was an architect except for it was with a crayon and I can't draw very good. But if you want to see it, it's hung on the wall in a frame right down this hall on the corner as you go out those exit doors over there. I wrote the vision. I wrote it out. I saw it. I saw what it could be. I saw the parking lot full. I saw the sanctuary full. I saw a sanctuary here where there used to be nothing but a wall from that end to that end, 250 feet, 260 feet. I saw it. You have to see what you can't see. You have to say what nobody is saying. And you have to understand that we cannot lose heart because of the circumstances. And even though our outward man is dying, our outward man is perishing, your inward man is being renewed day by day by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand that your affliction is light. It's, it's nothing. No matter how big you feel like it is, what you are going through, it is nothing. It is a light affliction, and it's only for a moment. It's temporary. It is perishing. And it's working for you. It's helping you become the man or woman of God that God wants you to be. And it's for the glory of God. With your story, He receives glory. And we don't need to look at the things which we are seeing, but we need to look at the things which are not seen. For these things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. And then we have to receive 1 Corinthians 2.12, we receive the spirit that is from God. That's the one you want. You don't want one from the devil. Now, let me just help you. If you have one from the devil, you can go to some deliverance ministry and they can deliver you. Or, yeah, you got to want to be delivered, you know. How many people does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but the light bulb has to want to be changed, right? We receive the spirit that is from God, not the spirit of the world. See, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. That's really all it takes. You can have somebody cast them out, but you can get them out yourself if you resist the devil. Submit to God. He can't stay. And you invite Jesus in. Y'all quit, y'all quit shouting. You got real quiet on me. I'm telling you. James 4, 7. It's in the book. Read the book. you got to want to be free. But you invite Jesus into your heart. And you invite the Holy Spirit to fill you overflowing. Baptize you with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The demons can't stay. They have to go. And if you invite the devil in, the Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean house. So we have to receive him, which means we come into possession of, we acquire, we receive. We become a receptacle or a container for his vision, for his power, for his anointing. We have to receive. We're talking about ending this year, getting ready for the new year, writing the vision. How do we do that? We reaffirm. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 and 3. Write what you see. One translation says, write your vision. Write the vision. So you write what you see. What the Lord, What? Not we just talked about What you, not looking at what is seen, what you can see, the circumstances, but what you can't see. So you look in the spirit realm. You listen to him. What is God showing you? He will speak to you if you'll listen. So you write what you see. You pray. You worship. Say, Lord, show me your plan. Show me the plan for my life. Show me my destiny. Speak to me, and I will listen. Show me. Help me. Tell me. Teach me. He will. And he says here, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision, this message is a witness pointing to what's coming. He's giving you a prophetic word. He's showing you what's going to happen. He's showing you what he's going to do in your life. He's showing what your purpose is, what your destiny is, what your future is. You write it down, write it big, make it plain. Put it on your refrigerator so you see it every day. Put it on your bathroom mirror so you see it every day. Put it on the mirror of your car and flop it down at a traffic light and read it every day. This vision, this message is a witness pointing to what is coming. If it seems slow in coming. That's where a lot of people are. Well, God, where are you? You've had plenty of time to show up. Where are you, God? Are you in Africa, helping one of your children there? Where are you, God? I need you, God. If it seems slow in coming, I like what he said, wait. Be patient. Wait. Now, don't pray for patience because he'll make you wait longer, <laughs> probably. He said, wait. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Wait. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It is on its way. It surely will come. Right on time. God's always on time. His timing is perfect. So you reaffirm. You write the vision. Read it every day. Some people write it down. They hadn't read it in years. Well, I asked God to do something years ago, and I'm still waiting. Write it down. Read it every day. Get to the point you don't have to read it. You just know it. You declare it. You decree it. You speak it. You speak it over your life. You speak it over your family. What if it's about your kids? They need to be saved. You declare it every day. My children are saved. My children are the righteousness of God. My children are serving God. My children are faithful. My children have answered the call. My children are worshipers. My children are tithers. My children will teach their children. My grandchildren will be saved. My grandchildren will be tithers. My grandchildren will work in the church. My grandchildren will be the righteousness of God. My righteous, My cho- My grandchildren will be healed. They will be saved. They will be delivered. They will walk in the faith of God. Declare it every day, every day, every day, every day. While you're waiting, keep declaring. I didn't say keep praying and asking and begging. God, please save my babies. Oh, God, please save them. No. You ask God to save him, you thank him for it, and then you just declare it. It's done. It's done. It's done. done. They are saved. They are saved. When I would ride by this building, I would say, Lord, I thank you for the building. I didn't say give me the building, but the one time, the first time, Then I said, Lord, I thank you for the building. I thank you, it's my building. I got the realtor to let me in. Actually, I got a hold of the man that owned the building. He sent the maintenance guy to let me in. He let me in the front door. He said, I'm going to be gone two or three hours. Take all the time you need. I said, thank you. I went to the car and got my oil. I walked around the car, uh, the, the building. I anointed this building. There's enough oil on the walls to fry chicken. I walked into every part of the building. I walked on the property. I walked around the property pouring oil on the outside of the, the, the perimeters of the property, thanking God for it, thanking Him for it. This is my building. God, I thank you for the building. In a few weeks, somebody else bought the building. I said, God, I, I know. It's television station. I said, Lord, I know that's my building. I don't understand. I thought, well, maybe they're going to, I know we're going to do TV. I thought maybe they're going to outfit it with TV equipment, and then we'll get it. They bought the station, or they bought the the building to put a TV station in here, Georgia Public Television, right across the line. I thought, God, this is our building. I know it is. I just kept praising him. I kept riding by, Lord, I thank you for the building. I know that's my building. When you know that you know that you know that you know, you just know. And I just knew. But the circumstances were, it had been sold. So do you quit? Do you give up? Not when you know, not when you've already declared and decreed and you believe and you know what the Bible says. You don't quit, you don't give up. It didn't matter what the circumstances were. It didn't matter that somebody else bought it. It didn't matter. I didn't care. It was my building. I wasn't haughty. I wasn't arrogant. I just knew what the Holy Spirit (laughs) had put in my heart. And after it had been sold, and they started having a telephone every Sunday through Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, every evening raising money for this building, I got a phone call one day from the guy that had showed it to me. And he said, I heard you were interested in the building. And I said, yes. He said, well, could you come to my office? I'd already been by and met with him and looked. He said, I want you to come. I went over there. He said, we're going to sell you the building. We're going to finance it for you. We're going to charge you interest only for the first couple of years till you grow. We want $50,000 down. I negotiated the rate. Well, actually, I told him I'd give him 50 early. He said, I want 100000 That's what he said. He said, I want 100000 down. I said, okay. I said, I need a couple things. I need, uh, I need to go ahead and move in now. Get the people excited about raising the money. He said, you don't have the money? I said, no, but I'll have it in 90 days. Yeah. He said, I need it now. I said, I'll have it in 90 days. So he gave me the key. He gave me 90 days. The rent that he was going to charge me, I said, there's another thing. I said, I don't need to pay that rent for 90 days. I need the, 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 the money we're going to pay, which was about 7000 a month. I said, I need to, to apply that towards my 100000 that I've got to give you in 90 days. He said, so you don't want to pay anything? You just want to move in free? I said, yes. I left there with the key. I left there with the key. With no money down. Now, I had, I had 90 days to raise $100,000. Do you think we did? $100,000. How many could raise $100,000 in 90 days if you had to? If you had to. Come on, raise your, if you had to. Well, we had to. See, that's the difference. You think, well, I, I, I can't, so I don't have to. No, there are some things you have to do, so you do what you have to do. So we did. So you write the vision. You state it again as fact. Thank you, Lord, for my building. Thank you, Lord, for my building. And so we're here. Here we are. So we reaffirm. So when we declare a thing, we are utilizing the Word of God and reinforcing the laws of God on earth. Let me say that again. When we declare a thing, we are utilizing the Word of God. He has given us His Word. So we use what He's given us. We utilize the Word of God, and by doing so, we are enforcing the laws of god that he has given us on earth there's a verse up here you've probably never seen it before in job 22 verse 27 and 28 it's probably brand new to some of you you're saying pastor there's that verse You, you give us that verse almost every week well i'm hoping that sooner or later you will get it and when you get it i won't put it up here every week but your life follows your words And as many times, as many hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times you've seen this and you've heard me quote it, some people still don't get it. You still don't do it. I don't understand. So when we declare a thing, because that's what He said for us to do, when we declare His Word, we're using His Word, When we declare a thing, we're using His Word, and we are enforcing the laws of God on earth to fulfill your destiny, to fulfill your purpose. So Job 22, 27, and 28, I want you to read it with me. It says, You will make your prayer to Him. You, He's talking to us. So we are to make our prayer to Him. He will hear you, talking about God. He will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. Let's do that part again. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. Your life follows your words. What are you declaring about your life, your ministry, your kids, Your finances, your family, your business, your job, your neighbors, your extended family, your trouble, your storms, your battles. What are you declaring in your life about those things? Because you have authority in the spirit realm to declare and decree and what you declare and decree will be established for you. So why are we not declaring and decreeing? Why do we feel like we are victims to our circumstances? When you are the righteousness of God. When you are the seed of God. When you are the son or daughter of God, why do you feel like you are victim to your circumstances, victim to your storms, victim to your sickness, victim to your, sick, your, your poverty, victim to your addictions? Why do you feel like you have to succumb to all of those things when you are the righteous seed of God? He said for you to declare a thing. And when you declare it, It will be established for you. In Mark 9, 10 and 11. With men it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And he said in 11, Mark 11. If you say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea. And you believe in your heart and you do not doubt. You will have what you say. So we talked last time about faith. You have to believe. Jesus said it very simply. Have faith in God why don't we believe Him why don't we trust Him so here's what we're going to do we are going to declare and establish some things as we prepare to step into 2023 as we step out of 2022 and we step into 2023 we are going to declare some things we're going to declare and then we're going to pray over the declaration and I'm going to ask Pastor Rita to come, Pastor Tony to come, and Dr. Shirley to come, and they're going to help me. We're going to put it on the screen. We're going to declare, and then when you leave, we will put it in your hands for you to take home with you so you can declare and so you can pray because we are a working church, right? Say it with me. We are a working church. We understand faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. You don't, you're not saved by your works. But faith without works is dead. He expects us to do our part. So we have to learn to declare. We have to learn to decree. I'm going to turn this one on. I don't know why I forgot to earlier. Y'all come on up
1: here. Take your finger. Point it at your neighbor. Say, you were born to soar. Now put the finger to yourself. Say, self, you were born to soar. Do you believe it? Do you believe that you were born to soar?
0: Do
1: you believe that everything about you was born to soar? Let's declare together. Those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't
0: get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. I am thankful for past blessings, victories,
1: and favor, but today I declare I was born to soar. My past hurts, disappointments, and failures
2: do not have power
1: to abort my destiny. The word Word of of God teaches that that to whom whom much is given, much much is required. Therefore, I commit commit myself to integrity and godly character. Spiritual growth and insight into into the the word of God will increase my capacity to be used in in the kingdom of God. Therefore, I I submit submit myself to to the the authority of God and and spiritual leadership leadership and and declare I was was born born to soar. soar. Why don't you lift your hands and worship right there? Why don't you lift your hands and declare over your life I was born to soar. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against every assignment. Yes. I curse every assignment yes. that would hinder our ability yes. to soar. In Jesus I speak name. to the principalities and powers yes. that would try to block us from soaring. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we will walk and not grow weary. We will run and not grow faint. We will mount up on wings like eagles and soar the way you've designed us to, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now, God, that every chain, every hindrance, every generational curse is broken off of us now as we soar like eagles, as we soar into our destiny, as we soar into our purpose. We declare and we decree it now in Jesus' name. And I pray right now, God, I pray against the spirit of fear i come against the the, the fear of heights i come against the fear father god that would keep us bound to the ground and i declare right now in the name of jesus that every person under the sound of my voice they are soaring with you now in in the name of jesus i thank you lord that as we put our faith in you as we believe in your word god we decree and we declare god that we are soaring we are soaring to our destiny we are soaring in our purpose. We are soaring in who God called us to be. In the name of Jesus, one more time. Lift your hands and give Him a praise. Yes, hallelujah. Lift your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah! Praise him like hallelujah! Got, hallelujah, hallelujah! We hallelujah. soar right now. We soar in His presence. Yes. We soar in His presence. We soar with joy. Yes. We soar with
2: peace. We soar in strength. In the name of, in the name Jesus. of
0: Jesus. Yes, Hallelujah.
2: See, when you learn how to declare a thing, you release bombs into enemy territory. Your declarations are like a stealth bomber that's not expected to show up in enemy territory. So I want you to declare I was born to be the difference.
0: I was born to be the difference.
2: You know you are, right? You're not born to make a difference. You're born to be the difference. Yes. Let's say this together. According to John 16:13, the Holy Spirit leads and guides me into all truth. Because of my obedience and his goodness, my family walks under the commanded blessings of God. I am blessed because I fear the Lord, and my children will be mighty in the land. I declare Jesus Christ is the stronghold of my life. My family my church, my, my city, the people in this geographic region, region and, and over my nation. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I, I have given, given you authority, authority to walk on snakes and scorpions, and, scorpions and, authority and authority over all the power of the enemy, enemy and nothing, nothing will injure, injure you. you. Therefore,
3: Therefore I, I declare every diagnostic curse
2: is broken over me and my family. family. He will restore my health and heal my wounds. My healing is a finished work because of the stripes he took for me. I declare an end to the suffocating python spirit that's bringing overwhelming tiredness, loss of vision, pride, stubbornness, heaviness, depression, bitterness, and the spirit of infirmity. I command you, Pythos, to release every person you are suffocating. Your time is up. The power of witchcraft and the spirit of infirmity is broken now in Jesus' name. I receive your promise according to John fourteen twelve that anyone who believes in you will do the same works you have done And And even even greater greater works because because you you are are with the the Father Father, breaking breaking through on my behalf. behalf. I don't know how you sit down and declare that. Get on your feet right now. We're about to pray. When you look at what you just read, when you understand that he's breaking through on your behalf, everything changes. So we're about to release a greater works anointing. Don't pray it unless you're ready. But if you are ready, get both hands in the air, open your mouth, and begin to pray over your life and over what's suffocating you and bind that spirit and loose the power of God. Father, we recognize the binding, suffocating spirit of Python that has been released in the earth. And we mark that spirit. That's been suffocating the life out of churches and out of people's lives. It's suffocating the life out of marriages, out of our babies, out of our relationships. And I rebuke it and I send you back to hell where you came from. I render you powerless. I render your, your hold null and void. I loose you. I loose your people in Jesus' name. And we receive a greater works anointing right now. Father, it was you that said we would do greater works than Jesus did. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He caused the dumb to speak. Everywhere he went, everything changed. So, Father, we receive right now a greater works anointing. We receive your anointing. We receive the authority to speak a word and watch it happen. We receive the anointing to heal a sick body. We receive the anointing to prophesy over our families, prophesy over our lives, and watch it change, to prophesy over our nation, and watch it come into alignment. We receive that anointing to prophesy over the schools in Chattanooga, to prophesy over this house that you are full and overflowing, to prophesy over the anointing over this house. We receive the anointing of greater works. We receive it in Jesus name. Now put your hands together. Just stay on, just stay on your feet.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody say I was born to be a blessing. Say it again, I was born to be a blessing. Let's declare My words are faith containers that carry seeds into the spirit realm which will produce an abundant harvest in my life. My words either set me free or put me in bondage. I choose to be totally set free and to stay focused with belief and certainty that I can have the abundant blessings as stated in the Word of God. If I seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, he will add to my life everything I need. I bind every force that has set itself against my financial prosperity. I declare all curses against me, null, void, and harmless in Jesus' name. I declare all debts paid in full in Jesus' name. The Lord gives me power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant through me. I am a tither. According to Malachi 3.10, the Lord says, Try this. Bring 10% of all that he has allowed me to steward. Put it in the treasury. Test him. If I do these things, He will surely bless me. Good things will come to me. I will have more than enough of everything. I give generously, according to Luke 6, 38. If I give generously, then generous gifts will be given back to me. Abundant gifts will pour out on me. According to Proverbs 11, 24, and 25, Generosity brings prosperity. If I pour out my life in service and giving, I will be saturated with favor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So let's pray. We release, increase, and multiplication. I want, you've just made the declaration. I want you to release it, to praise Him for it, to ask Him for it, and then thank Him that it's being released as you just declared. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for promise. We thank you for Matthew six thirty three, 33, that as we seek you first and your righteousness, everything else will be added to us. In the name of Jesus, we declare your overflow. We declare abundance. We declare that we receive everything we need. We declare that we are tithers and that we receive abundance, increase, and overflow in our life, that we are generous and that we will be generous with those around us. In the name of Jesus, we declare it according to your word. We thank you, Lord, for your promises being released on us. We thank you for overflow. We thank you for increase. We thank you for debt-free life, debt-free that our houses are paid off, our credit cards are paid off, our cars and automobiles are paid off, school bills are paid. We thank you that it's done. We praise you that it's done. We ask you now in Jesus' name to release the resources into our hands and use us in a mighty way. Give us wisdom. Give us clear direction. How to give, where to give, as we are tithers first and as we sow seed in Jesus' name. And now we thank you, Father. We thank you for releasing what you promised. We thank you for overflow. We thank you for increase. We thank you for abundance. We thank you that every need is met. We thank you that we have more than enough to share with others, to advance your kingdom, to bless our family, to bless those in need. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Now lift up a shout of thanksgiving. Lift up a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
3: I want to thank God, take a moment, and thank God that we have pastors who don't give in to the wrong holiday spirit and didn't waste a service trying to make us feel good about Christmas, but equips our lives to get into this new season and do it well. Does that make sense to you? most people start thinking, most pastors start thinking, well, they're not going to pay attention. They're distracted because of the holidays. So let's do something that's, I'm so thankful that they care more about my life than they do about my feelings. Amen. Now I know there's a story. Do you remember, is it the king who, who pulled back uh, whenever the prophet said to him, shoot the arrows. It was a king, right? I couldn't remember. I didn't look it up. He shot three arrows. Only three. Yeah. And he got some victory. But the prophet said, had you kept shooting, you'd gotten total victory. So right now, I know we're ready to go eat and we're ready to get out of here. But I want to tell you this. You might need to step out of in the aisle. You may need to step up to the altar. You got one more arrow here you need to shoot. Stay on top of this thing because this is about to change. This is changing your life, what God is saying. I was born. I want you to step out, do something, shoot an arrow. That means take an action. Do something that says, I'm serious about what I'm saying. I don't want you to go, you know. You ready? I got to keep walking because if the enemy can stop you, that's exactly what he has in mind. Romans 8, 7 says this, that your mind is your greatest enemy. You think it's the devil? It's not. Here's what happens when we begin to declare is our mind comes into agreement with our spirit. Your mind is an enemy of the Spirit, and until you bring it into agreement with the Spirit, it will always fight and war against you. That's what's happening right now. Declare this with me. I was born to walk in kingdom authority. You ready? I affect and enforce God's original plan and purposes for myself and my family. My pastors and their family... leadership and members of Metro tab church over against the plans and the purposes of Satan now I can already hear somebody saying you know why are we talking so much about enemies because there is an enemy who wants to destroy you thank God that the greater one lives in us but if you don't know that and you don't live in the greater you are fighting against an enemy today we have served notice that the enemy is not in control. That he's not in charge. That God is in charge. That the word of God is alive and powerful and overcomes everything that the enemy has planned. There is no assignment. There is no weapon that can come against you that you will show to be in the wrong. I decree and declare that in this battle, no intrinsic or extrinsic weapon, be it emotional, financial, social,
2: psychological,
3: spiritual, organizational, or interpersonal, (laughs) that pretty much covers it, that's formed against us can prosper. Somebody ought to say amen and somebody ought to shout. God has already forecast our victory. I decree and declare that a prayer shield, the anointing, and a bloodline forms our hedge of protection, which hides us from all familiar spirits and demonic personalities, making it impossible for them to track us in the realm of the spirit. Darling, what's your name? Josie, I want to tell you something, honey. The devil meant to destroy you. But you have been delivered by the power of God. And it is not an accident that you are here today because you're about to see a big turnaround in your life and everything that looked impossible is changing around you. And this isn't about how good you are or what you can do. This is about God's love for you. And he has never let you go, even when you tried to run. He has never let you go, baby. And I want you to know while we're praying this right now and you're praying it and declaring it and you don't even necessarily understand everything you're declaring. But just know this, that what's happening in the atmosphere around your life is things are changing. Things are turning. I declare that over all of our lives right now, over our children, over our grandchildren. I want to tell you whatever it is that concerns you today, whatever it is, God's already turning it around. It's already turning around. You need to see it in the atmosphere. Those shields and hedges cover us, our relationships, our ministries, and our businesses. All the business people, you should be shouting right now. This is the year for abundance and overflow. There are no perforations or penetrations in Jesus' name. I declare that the spirit of sabotage is denied against access to me, my family, my pastors, and their family, leadership, and members of Tab. I bind the spirits of sabotage, deception, and every spirit working in cooperation with them. Do you believe it? Potential. I decree and declare it is unable to stir up jealousy, resentment. And I'm going to add one more thing there. And offense. Let's go ahead and serve it notice right now. You're going to get opportunity to be offended. I promise you, you're going to have the opportunity. Let us say right now, we will be hard to offend. I will be hard to offend. I will deal with offense. It is a sin and it destroys our, our future. When you get offended, you make decisions that are going to destroy your forward progression in God. You may not believe me, but this will come back to you when you get offended. Be hard to... Offense can come, but you don't have to take it. I decree and declare that the spirit of truth is my counselor. I declare that his truth floods my soul and spirit. Veils and scales of deceit fall away from the eyes of my spirit. I declare that the divinely sharpened word of truth rises up within my spirit to conquer every lie of the enemy within my soul. Isaiah four six states, and there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge, and for a shelter from storm and rain. Metro is my tabernacle, and I speak release to the people that will be impacted by the ministries of Metro Tab. Together, we are releasing the roar of the Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that you have restored the voice. You've restored your voice and your sound into this people. I thank you right now that as I pray Ephesians chapter 1 and and, and just what Paul prayed for us every day, he said that we would be, we would walk in and live in the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know the inheritance that's what i pray over this people lord and i pray right now that according to your word and the authority that's been given by your word that today we do not stand as those who beg and hope we are those who hope with a purpose we know that when we speak in your name that your name is enough we know that your word is overpowering every other plan of the enemy and we stand to get today knowing that we were born To walk in kingdom authority. And that as Jesus sits 24-7 at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us, that there is no demon in hell that can have authority enough to come against the prayers of our brother, our apostle, the the lover of our soul, the Savior. (laughs) Who forever has made intercession by his blood and his prayer. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Now say, I am saved. I am healed. I am free. I am delivered. I am blessed. I am the righteous seed of God. I am anointed. I have a purpose. I have a destiny. God's hand is on my life. And I am victorious in the mighty name. The name above every name. The name of Jesus. And Lord, I give you praise. I give you thanks. You are everything to me. Release me as your weapon in the spirit realm. And I give you praise. Now lift up a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Reach your hand toward Amy. She had an accident a few days ago and it's affected her eardrum. Ears are made to hear. In the name of Jesus, your ear is healed and you will hear. Father, in Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus right now over Amy, she is your child she is your servant, she is your minister, and we thank you Lord for your faithfulness, we thank you no weapon formed against her will prosper and in Jesus name we command the ear to hear, we command the eardrum to be healed, the ears to open, both ears hear perfectly, in the name of Jesus she is healed, she is whole, in Jesus name we break every assignment we refuse it in Jesus name And we join our faith in agreement that it is done. She is healed. She is whole. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now lift up a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.